Welcome to the Habits and Hustle podcast, a podcast that uncovers the rituals, unspoken habits, and mindsets of extraordinary people. A podcast powered by Habit Nest. Now here's your host, Jennifer Cohen. We have Yaya Bakar. I said your name right, yes, right? Okay. Yes. On Habits and Hustle today, mm-hmm. um, this guy, and this is how I was saying to you before we even started, he like just, you, I, I saw you and you stood out like a sore thumb because, oh, because you're, first of all, the smile you have <laughs> and how you're so clear with your message. He is a family man, a speaking coach and an online business coach. Did I get it right? Yes, yes. Oh God, perfect. I, I try to make it a little difficult for you. So add <laughs> you some sure more did. coaching at the end. <laughs> you sure did. Coach, coach, coach. Right. Um, yeah, because what I noticed was like when you were like, you were basically on a stage somewhere, I think you were doing some type of, uh, I don't know, a conference of right. some kind. Mm-hmm. And I watched you for like a good two, three minutes, but it was captivating yeah. because you really know how to like get your audience and yeah. like basically just wheel them in fast. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first thing is like you say you're, you, you're good at mastering your message. Mm-hmm. Please tell me, tell us more. So do you want to hear, do you want to hear the, the genesis of how I started or would you like to hear how to I want to hear both. I want to hear how you okay. became so good at your craft. Yeah. What's your background? So. My background was starting from scratch. I, I never decided I wanted to become a speaker. I actually went to, after I graduated high school, I wanted to become a personal trainer. And I can see that, you yeah, look yeah, like yeah. one. Yeah, so I, like training was my therapy during my teen years, right? I had a very turbulent upbringing, um, but I, I started training when I was uh, 15 years old. And so when I graduated, I was like, oh, that's it, I'm gonna become a personal trainer, this is gonna be great. Growing up with a Middle Eastern family, you know, they want they pressured me to become either a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. familiar. Right. So so they they pressured me to become a doctor because becoming a personal trainer, you're gonna be broke, mm-hmm. according to them, right? Uh, they didn't make a lot of money. So I ended up going to undergrad to take my prerequisites to become a doctor. So I was doing my pre-med, pre-dental track, biology, chemistry, and physics and all that good stuff. Um, and then about three and a half, four years into it, I just realized I had one semester left until I was supposed to graduate with my bachelor's degree in physiology and health. I just realized this wasn't for me, it was for my parents' dream for me. And I didn't want to, you know, not not disappoint them, but at the end of the day, I have to live my own truth, right? And what I wanted. And at that time, I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew it wasn't becoming a doctor. So I dropped out um, with $50,000 of debt, went to tell my pops, and he was (laughs) upset. So we had a falling out, didn't necessarily work as, uh, as well as I planned in my head. So I ended up staying in my friend's house. His name is Mike, he comes from an Italian family. And uh, my dad and I, we didn't see eye to eye, so he was like, don't worry, you know, you just come to my house and everything will be okay. Um, he was living with his family, and so I ended up uh, living with him for about three months. And the first day that I stayed at his home, um, I was laying on his bed, and he had a white ceiling like this, and I was just staring up the ceiling, and I was like, man, I'm stupid, I should just go back and finish finished my degree. I only had like one semester left, like three months left. And he was like, you know, I was thinking about you. I've known you for very long. You should become like a motivational speaker and life coach for young people. I was like, bro, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. No one's going to listen to a college dropout give life advice. I want to listen to myself. And he was like, just think about it, man. You're, you're a positive guy, got a big smile, and you have a big ass mouth. Like, it'll, it'll work for you. Right. I was like, I was like, nah, man. So I slept on it. Next day, I googled motivational speaking and life coaching programs. And I found two programs. Uh, one was a speaking, one was a coaching program. The coaching program was with Tony Robbins, called Robbins Madonna's Training. The speaking program was with a guy named Josh Shipp, who was the founder of U Speaker University. I had no speaking experience before. Um, 
And, you know, but the idea of impacting so many lives was intriguing, right? So I, you know, look up the programs, I see their, their testimonials and see if they're actually like legit. Turns out they're legit, but they were $9,000 combined. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, I have $50,000 of debt, no job, no degree, right. and I have 47 bucks total in my checking account. And I'm living at my friend's house. Right, so 9,000. Yeah, so I'm like, there's no way. Then I see a video on YouTube uh, called Resources Versus Resourcefulness with Tony Robbins. And he basically says it's not about having the money. It's not about having the resources. It's about being resourceful, you know, leveraging your time, mm -hmm. your energy, your willpower. And so I was like, okay, cool. If I'm at rock bottom, the only direction I got to go is up. Mm -hmm. So I just ended up calling a bunch of people, you know, messaging a bunch of people on my Facebook who, you know, we're not really friends, right. but we're friends in a sense. Friends through friends, right, basically, right. yeah. So I just reached out to a bunch of people and then um, two out of like the 500 people that I reached out to said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a risk on you. Just go ahead. So they gave me $4,000 total and then I got two jobs, one as a waiter, one as a chiropractor's assistant. And with those two jobs and the $4,000, I ended up going full-time in the speaking and coaching program. Um, I basically started, I, I quit both of my jobs within one year. And I went full-time as a speaker, and I was the youngest graduate in Tony Robbins' coaching program as a coach. How long was the program? Uh, it was a year. A year program? Yeah, so this was back in 2000, this is 2011. So that so, was, you did, so you did Tony Robbins' coaching? Yeah, so it was, it was called Robbins' Madonna's Training. Um, the founders, I believe, or the, the creators, uh, Mark and Maggie, Magali Pesha, and uh, they, he teamed up with a renowned psychotherapist named Chloe Madonis. Mm, okay. And so basically what they would do, like if you've ever been to a, a Tony Robbins event, he'd do like interventions yeah. live on the spot. So I was able to understand his strategies and how he intervened and how he broke through to people when they were like getting in their own way. So I learned that mainly for myself, not to necessarily monetize it as a coach, mm -hmm. but it, it just gave me the necessary skill sets for me to understand human psychology and how to get in people's head so that they don't get Stuck in, in, the, their yeah, in their own head. So you right. help them getting, you, you basically unstick or unst Un yeah. unstuck or unstick them right. from their own. Exactly. Right, from their yeah. own self. Yep. So then really it's like, do so you say you call yourself a speaking coach or an online business coach, but you're really like a motivational coach. Yeah, so I started, I started my career in the education market. By education, I mean like high schools, colleges, right. middle schools. And I did that for a, until 2000. 17. 2016 was my most successful year as a speaker. I had over 120 paid speaking engagements all around the world. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. And, and it was my most stressful year too because it was a lot. Yeah. Right? So at that time, I didn't, you know, I'm not like a diehard entrepreneur where I have multiple businesses and I understand business or anything like that. It was just more, hey, I'm a speaker. I'm building the skill set. All I know about business is the speaking business. Right. And that's it. And so. Um, what did you speak on? Uh, motivation, overcoming adversity, student leadership, okay. bullying prevention. Uh, the, the key, this would be a lesson for anybody who wants to start speaking, it's, it's to understand your market, right. right? Understand what their language is, what their needs, their pains, what desires are, their objectives are, and speak in their language. And so once you understand that, regardless if you want to get into the edu education market or the corporate market or a faith-based market, um, the key is to figure out what they hire for and make sure that your skill sets align with that and then you deliver. At the end of the day, everybody's like, well, I have a story and I want to share that story. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about your story, right? What they care about is if you care enough about them. Right. And so your story should always be used in service to your audience. Most people don't think about that. They want to share their story 
to feel more significant. Mm. Even though it can make a significant impact in people's lives, right. but the reason why they miss the mark in the ability to land that message is because it's self-serving. That's such Not a good point. Service, yeah. That's so true. So you guys, you got to change the, the reason. Yeah, basically. exactly. And so it has nothing to do with you. So if, imagine if you had, let's say, an outline for a speech. What most amateur speakers do is, and, and even if, when I say speakers, like if you get on camera or you're on a video, right. it's... Just talking out loud. Yeah, talking out loud. I, 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 you, I, I, I. And if you were to shift the letters to you, 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 I, you, you, I, you... Now it's, it's more you focus to the audience and less me focus. But I'll use me as an example to be of service to you. Wow. That's actually, a, that's a good one. I like that. Can you give us a few more of yeah. how to be a good speaking? So I have something called, um, it's called a story proof framework. Mm -hmm. So you know how like you proofread something before mm -hmm. you publish it? It's the same thing. So you want to proofread your speech. So story proof it. So it's like the five P's. Person, problem, perspective, process, promise. So the first P is like, who's the person that you're speaking to? Even if you're speaking to, let's say, a thousand people, right? Like, let's say we're on a camera speaking to hundreds of thousands of people. I'm really speaking to one person who needs to hear this message mm -hmm. right now. So who is that person, right? What's their name? What are they struggling with? What are their problems? Which leads me to the second P. The problem is, is basically where you could enter the conversation in their mind. You want to create the feeling like, oh, my God, he's speaking directly to me mm -hmm. like how do, how does he know so you want to speak their thoughts but also speak to their feelings and when you could enter the conversation in their mind and in their heart you automatically build trust and rapport I'll talk about trust after, like mm -hmm. later on because I have another acronym for this um, and then once you build that rapport and that connection then it's about the perspective this is where your story comes in and let's say if you don't have you know a rags to riches story or uh, you know like I had nothing and now I have everything story. Right. And you know, you're just like, hey, I had the perfect family, I had the perfect upbringing. You don't have to use your story. Right. We, we don't have struggle, so to speak. Right. Or, but, yeah. but that doesn't even matter because most people think, well, I can't, I can't be a speaker or I can't share because I didn't, you know, I don't have a sob story. You don't need that. You need to care about someone and share their story. So it could be about a client that you actually care about that you've helped and you help them gain a transformation. You share their story because their story relates to the person that you're trying to serve. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's the perspective piece. And when you share your the perspective of what you learned, either helping yourself or helping somebody else, then it's about the um, the process. What do they do? So here here's what I found: three steps. One, two, three. That's your process. That's your methodology. That's your your game plan. And then the promise. I promise you, if you adopt these three steps, or if you do this, right, this is what will happen. Your life would be like this. Right, so it's, it's them going to the promised land. So if you have one person who's stuck on island A, mm -hmm. and one person, and the same person wants to go to island B, mm -hmm. right, which is let's say Hawaii with a beautiful, <laughs> you know, sunshine and all that good stuff, you're just the captain on the ship that's going to take them from the rainy island to the shiny island. Right? Good analogy. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So that's it. So it's, it's the story-proof framework. So you got to ask yourself, whatever message that you're sharing, is it in service to where they want to go? And then mm -hmm. ask yourself, what story? Because a lot of people, my clients, one thing they say is like, well, I have, I have too many stories. Well, what do I share? I, I lived right. this. I've done that. Well, it all depends on who you're speaking to. Right? If I'm, if I'm speaking to, let's say, a 75-year-old woman who just retired or, you know, 
I don't know, whatever her, her life is, mm -hmm. I'm gonna have a different message than I'm speaking to an 18 year old kid who just graduated high school and is thinking about what to do with his life. Right. So you, the more specific you can get with the person that you wanna serve, whether it's your client, whether it's your audience, whether it's your avatar, the, the better and more effective your message becomes. Wow, so you, do, so you actually do this, right? You teach people how to speak. Yeah, and I teach them yeah. how to not just speak better, because for me I found Everybody can improve, even I can improve in speaking. I'm not a perfect speaker, right? Um, and I've noticed that the more perfect of a speaker you try to become, the less effective you become. Mm. Because people aren't looking for perfection, they're looking for progress, or they're looking for somebody that they can relate to. So right. you're- Relatable for sure, yeah, for speakers, yeah. Exactly, and so like, I, I, I hear so many coaches, they talk about, well, you gotta watch your ums, you can't say likes, you can't say ifs, and, you can't be this stiff and you have to move left. Like It's almost like a science for them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm, nah, that doesn't matter. If you're trying to perform, right. cool. If you're trying to present, cool. But most people, they're not looking for a presentation, they want a conversation. Right. So how can you create that level of relatability by just being super chill and calm? A great speaker who I love is a great example, uh, we're speaking of Ted, is uh, Brene Brown. Brene Brown, yeah, well, everyone. I mean, that's why she went viral times a million. Yeah, right? but like, notice she's not a perfect she's, speaker. She's not, but she also is very, she's vulnerable, right? Yes. Like, so, and her thing yeah. was on vulnerability, yep. right? So it makes people feel like it's relatable. Yes. And people love vulnerability. Yep. And so that's a great example. Yeah. But I think also what I, what I was saying earlier before the beginning of this podcast was what you have that also. You know how to like exactly connect to your audience or the person that you are are speaking to and like drill down what you're trying to say yeah. versus people like sometimes like me I'm all over the place I yeah. don't know where I'm what I'm doing where I'm going and it's like it's basically a big hot mess right. you know and so that's why I was interested I'm like wow that guy because because where I am in my life yeah. right now I have to do a, a talk where I'm like I now notice when people are really good at it right, right? right so that's right. when i noticed you i'm like oh my god he's so great oh, you know that. no it's true but yeah. it's like but you are there's intention behind it mm -hmm. like you know like you cut maybe you're not perfect at it but you know there is like a certain process to become to become effective yeah and so yeah so that, never, so that's how, what you do so you said something about mastering your message so mm -hmm. you're able to get people and you do it for yourself honing in on that message yeah. because like i said like i'm it becomes very diluted when people are all over the place. Yes, 100%. So think of, let's say for example, you're a coach, uh, a consultant, or you have a, a personal brand, right? Okay. Like your, your presence is online or you're, you're building, you're the face of something. Do right? you only do online people? No, online not necessarily. I, uh, I like doing online because you have more reach and more, um, you, can, you can reach more people through, believe it or not, through a video. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Than you sure. can uh, like in person because with, offline you're limited to location and time. Mm -hmm. Online you're not, right? So the ability to reach, so I started in the offline world and I did it for like a good seven to eight years. And that's how I built my skill when set. When you were traveling around doing exactly. all these schools, yeah. And which was awesome, but it, it caused, like the way that I like to think of it is like, when it comes to your speaking or coaching business, there are two ways you can build it. So think of uh, the flower versus the bee. Okay, the bee goes to many different flowers to collect its pollen. Let's say pollen, it's money, right? Then it goes back to its beehive, but it's always a busy bee. It's trading its time for money. Even though it's a high paying right. manual labor job, it's a busy, 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 busy bee. The flower, all it has to do is produce pollen. Let's, in this case, it's value. And then it attracts the bees towards it, right? And so you gotta ask yourself, how do you want to 
build your income, impact, and influence. And so I started as the B, which was great, but it was a recipe for burnout. And I didn't have uh, insight to how to go beyond that until I started investing in a bunch of mentors and masterminds. And then I started- Which we'll get to this second. Yeah, yeah, I started seeing the, like, how to crack the code, right? The, the, the impact code, let's just call it, right? Like, how do, how do people actually do it in a very sustainable and predictable and scalable way? while they're, they're not just growing their business, but they're, they're diving deep on the impact that they're creating as well. So that's good. So then, well, I'm gonna table the mastering your message for yeah. one second, yeah. and I wanna go into that, because you told me you spent over $170,000 this year alone yep. in masterminds, in yep. mentors, in basically personal development, mm -hmm. right? Personal and business, yeah. That's an exorbitant yeah. amount of money. Do yeah. you feel you got your money's worth? And Number one. Yes. Okay? Yes. Number two. We're still in process, but the answer is always yes. Always yes. Always answer yes. is always yes. Yeah. I want to know what masterminds, yep. what mentors. Yep. I want to understand where this money went. I, pro I probably have too many to name. Um, the top three of each. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I know whose mastermind you did not go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had so one that I'll speak about right now because I think it's going to change the game for a lot of entrepreneurs is called the Hundred Million Mastermind Experience. It's by two buddies of mine, Dan Fleischman and Joel Marion. They have very, very inspiring stories. Successful entrepreneurs. Most people who create masterminds are not. Um, it's kind of like. Tell us what a mastermind is for people yeah. who don't know. So basically, basically, imagine you know what a mentor is, right? A mentor is. Someone, I even know what a mastermind is, believe right. it or not. But. A, a mastermind is a, a community full of powerful mentors. So um, you know, it's, it's just having great minds, similar minds, like-minded individuals together towards a common goal or a vision, mm -hmm. and being able to support each other to go after that. And right? they charge an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, and they should. And they should, and people should feel very, very excited to invest in that type of um, making, making that type of investment because I believe successful people, when they get to a certain level of success, they buy friendships. And what I mean by that is not like, you know, soliciting friendships or, you know, I have a lot of people, I'm very well connected, people can give me their stuff for free. I never do that because most people, they don't value free. Mm -hmm. And so, so, true. so what I wanna do is I wanna make sure I pay more for something so I can pay more attention to it. So I've, I even had a, a very, I won't mention his name, but he said, hey man, listen, bro, you're my boy. Just come in here, like, don't worry. We'll just say you paid. I said, nope, here's 50K, take it. So he was like, wait, what? I was like, nope, trust me, this is for me. So whether I get the quote unquote return on the value or not, it says, I wanna become the type of clients that I wanna attract, right? So for me, I need to take a stand for what's important to me. And I, and I nothing reveals more about a certain level of, a person's level of commitment than what they pay for. That's a good point. Yeah. It's very true, right? Because people sometimes undervalue their worth. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Or and people try to haggle for things for cheaper. Yeah. And, and then, I've tried that, trust yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, it's true. <laughs> and then what happens you don't value it as much because when right. you pay a sh like a shit ton of money yeah. for something, yeah. you bet better believe you're gonna yeah. try to get every ounce exactly. of of whatever information you yeah. can out of that. Like Yeah, and every, I think I, there's a certain mindset, right? Like I just read a book uh, recently. So one of the areas that I've been focusing on is increasing my financial education, mm -hmm. financial literacy. Because it's one thing to be a phenomenal coach, it's another thing to be a phenomenal CEO, business owner, investor, mm -hmm. right? So I need to get up to speed with that because I didn't, as I said, I wasn't like a diehard or rock hard entrepreneur, yeah. right? So um, th there was a book that I read, maybe some of you have heard it, Rich Dad, Poor Dad of by course, Robert yeah, Kiyosaki. And he just talks about, you know, the, the different types of quadrants. You got the E, which is the employee, the S, which is like self-employed, mm -hmm 
unemployed, the B business owner, and the investor. And it, basically, on the left side of the quadrant, you know, there are people who trade their time for money. Mm -hmm. On the right side of the quadrant, there are people who trade their money for time mm -hmm. because they understand that when it comes to time or money, time is the most valuable asset. You can never get that back. Right. And not just even time, it's your energy as well. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather pay up front because I can make a dollar, but I can't make a minute. Mm -hmm. So so let me, here, here's my money, let's take it. I'm gonna and I, that phrase. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna buy speed. Yeah. That's what I really want to buy. Yeah, that's, that's exactly a, yeah. true. You can yeah. you can always you can say that again. You can buy it. You can always earn a dollar, but you can't. Oh buy yeah, a you can, you can make a dollar, but you can't make it. Yeah, minute. that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. So you're paying about fifty grand a shot for these masterminds. Yeah. So this this the one that I was just talking about the hundred million master. It's a hundred k buy in. You know, so um, I just said, here you, I, you go. So, okay, what? So, a hundred thousand dollars for a twelve-year. Um, a twelve-year. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Excuse me, my bad. I'm twelve like, months. I'll do it for twelve. Okay, twelve, 12 months. Yeah, twelve-month time commitment, and it's like three live events. But really, it's not even how they structure it. Okay. Right, because if you think how about how many people it, do they get by the way? A hundred. So, so this it's, is, it's capped at a hundred people. It's capped at a hundred people. The instructors at that mastermind, they have, uh, they either sold over a hundred million dollars. They've either spent over a hundred million dollars on ads or they've been viewed by over a hundred million people. Mm. So these are people who like, so the quality and the standard of who they allow into the mastermind, one to teach or mentor, and who they attract to mm -hmm. from multiple different industries was exciting to me. Because mm -hmm. I've been in many other masterminds, but it was it's like in my core industry, in my space. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm at a stage in my career where I'm trying to expand and broaden mm -hmm. out of my my industry, right? So how can I learn from all these people? Because you could, you know, you could be a multi-millionaire in one industry, but can you translate that into a different Absolutely. industry, right? So, so who, 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 what kind of people are in this? So I'll, I'll speak to, about the founders specifically. Uh, they got some some big influencers like Prince EA. Um, they have, uh, I don't know if they want me to explain who. If, if you guys want more information, you can go to 100mme.com and check it out. Um, and I don't, but, talk I don't about get, your, but don't talk about your experience. Yeah, like so, so, it, so. I, I like Dan and Joel. They're the founders But what did they ever do? So Dan, Dan Fleischman, who is the youngest founder of a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. um, he's also an angel investor in 32 companies. Uh, so, and he also has a successful digital marketing company. Joel Marion, who uh, I know personally, and I'm, I'm a good friend with him. Um, I just did a podcast on his Born to Impact show. Uh, podcast episode there we went to uh, Abe and I we went to his beautiful home in um, Clearwater Florida and basically he went from high school teacher to a millionaire in one year uh, and then within two and a half years ended up buying Babe Ruth's old home for 2.7 million dollars and now he has four companies generating over 10 million dollars one of his company generating over 170 million dollars a year Wow. Yeah. So, so these two guys are the ones who founded this thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what I like about them is they actively invest in other people's masterminds. Mm, okay. You see, that's that's critical. I would never listen to someone who doesn't invest in themselves, no matter what level of success yeah, they are absolutely. at. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right. So that's so I did I did a post. This is actually pretty pretty funny. I did a post um, on my Instagram at Yaya Bakar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you missed it. Shameless plug. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I did a post recently. I said, Hey guys. Um, and I don't have a huge follow. I have about you know fifty thousand active followers. And then I was just like, hey guys, uh, on my Insta story, I was like, I'm looking for this type of mentor. They must uh, you know have over ten million dollars of net worth. They they have amazing relationship in their family life, and they take care of their health. If one of those areas lack, I am not interested because I'm very selective with who I choose to listen to and invest my time in. Right? Mm -hmm. It's it's like um, you know how they say you know 
take the gold, throw out the dirt. Mm-hmm. I'm at a point right now where I just I learn through osmosis, and I want to pick up the habits, no pun intended, yeah. the habits of of people who are showing up powerfully in every single area of their lives, health, wealth, and love. Right. Right. So so I basically said that, and then I I basically started interviewing mentors. Mentors. I was like, so why should I listen to you? What? And they're like, oh well, I've made this much, but I'm like, you're not taking care of your health. So how did you, so wait, so you put this on So Instagram, I put it on and then they reached then out to me. Did people, people, actual yeah. people be like, hi, I want to be your mentor? No, so I reached out to the people that all the people on my, on my uh, Said, audience. Said, oh, you should listen, you should So you I should reached out to this, to this person. person. I was like, hey, uh, you know, I made this post and I showed them the exact post right. that I did. And I was like, and so-and-so hey. suggested you. Or right. Whatever. And so um, I reached out, we hopped on call and I probably had like about 10 calls. And it's so funny how they showed up for the call before I paid them told me more about how they're going to show up for me when I paid them. Right. Wow. So, you know, eight out of those 10 had to reschedule because they're quote unquote busy. I was like, mm, nah, not my type of mentor. Mm-hmm. Right. If they can't make and, and it's not that, you know, I'm the no, shit and I'm holding that. But right? you're saying there's I, I will say something to that. You know, I do notice, though, even with this podcast, the people who are like top of their game, the most successful of successful, they're here 20 minutes to 30 minutes early. Yeah. Right. Yep. They're, and, and like they're, the, they're, they're easy. They're very structured. You yep. know exactly. It's the ones who are kind of like wishy-washy. Yeah. They reschedule all the right. time. They're late. They don't know where to go. They can't find it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there is there is a reason for that. Yeah. yeah you were early, I think, weren't you? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> That's good. Thanks to Osama. Thank you, bro. <laughs> matter. At least you had someone, you were yeah. smart enough to bring yeah. someone yeah, and, new. And this is to say, like, I'm not great when it comes to time. If you guys rely on me, like, I'm just, you know, not, I'm not perfect. But I make sure I surround myself with people who can keep me way more accountable. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, right. we just had a whole day of this where it's yeah. like, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, exactly. and yeah. then get other people in your team or your yep. world to, like, balance out your mm-hmm. weaknesses. Yeah. So, okay, okay, go on. So then you, were well, you going to pay these mentors, you said? Yeah, so I was going to pay them. And then, I, you know, I said, that I only found one that I really liked, so I ended up working with him. Uh, and we have a confidential relationship, so. Did you to pay him? He says, to, I, I never understood. So it's whether he wants me to pay, wants pay, me to pay him or not is irrelevant. It's irrelevant because I'm for paying you, him. But I'm saying, <laughs> I've never, I know that you think that for yourself, yeah. but I understand the mastermind part yeah. with that, the yeah. payment, but I've never actually heard of a mentor accepting money from their mentee. Really? Never. Oh, I do it all the time. Really? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a mentor to so many clients. But, but right, but isn't that, that would be more considered a coach to me because right, right. I would, I get the 50,000 right, for the right. masterminds. I get all the programs, but when someone's at like a mentor level, I am surprised they would actually even cash the check. I think if the person, a mentor, if he doesn't charge their mentee, that says more about how that person respects their time than anything. I, no, I get that. Yeah, like, so I like, know you said that I just have to wrap my head around. Yeah. It. So like, I'm like, for me, it, it's. How much time do you get for the money? Like, how much are you paying? It doesn't mentor? matter. It's irrelevant because I can be on one call and that one call can make me a million dollars, right? So it's, it's not, I'm not investing in time. I'm investing in relationship and results. So relationship currency mm-hmm. and the actual result that I can create within my business, my health, or my life. So, so I'll give you a great example because, you know, we both like working out. <laughs> um, so I've been training. This is a true story. I've been training since I was 15 years old. And I've been on my own. I'm like a lone wolf. I don't need anybody. I like mm-hmm. bodybuilding because I don't have to rely on everybody. It's like I, I'm, I don't need a community or whatever. Right. So I just had uh, about a year and a half ago. I had my first daughter, and she's now you know she's now 18 months uh, at the time of this shooting. And uh, you know that variable shifted my priorities a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it 
it became a little bit more challenging to manage my time. Right. Right. So I, I, I would still that. go to the gym consistently, but also my business has been growing at an accelerated rate. And I'm like, the, the time that I would go into the gym, I'm not being as productive and as effective as I could be. I'm answering team calls, mm-hmm. client calls, I'm texting, I'm scrolling on Instagram, and I'm like in the gym for two hours. And I'm like, wait, that's a disrespect to my wife's time. Cause I'm at the gym when I, you know, she's taking care of our child and like, what am I doing? So I was like, you know what? Let me try it. So I tried to listen to motivational videos. That got me going for about a week and then shoop, right. down. So I was like, all right, let me find a partner, a workout partner. I found two at different times. They're great guys. We started, we built up some momentum for the first two weeks and then life happened and I didn't pay them. And we just, you know, whatever happened, happened. It unfolded. Right. You paid them too? No, I didn't pay them. Okay. No, no, but we were just them. like, hey, they were yeah. friends. Like, let's just work like, out. Work you can be accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't work Accountability, out. Accountability, yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out. And then I just got, I threw myself a pity party and I was like, man, I'm so mad. Like, why does this have to happen? I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all in and pay up. I do this to my clients. I tell my clients to do this. Why am I not doing this for something that I say is so important to me, AKA my health? So I just threw in like 5K. I, 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 I purchased in in-person trainer at the gym that I go to. I hired an online trainer, and then after that, I hired a meal company. Why an online trainer to do what? Just I don't know. To just, keep you accountable. Just to keep me you accountable. Just spend more money. But here's what's crazy. You I, must be making a shit ton of money. My God. <laughs> I don't know yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. We gotta talk to my You're accountant. You're just on spending that one. a lot of money on I, people. So I invest. I'm investing in these things yeah. just to make sure I speed up time. Right now, here's what's crazy. I'm getting more in my. I'm not, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here, no. but I'm getting more support from my online trainer, believe it or not, because the in-person trainer, although I'm having them in person, it's very cookie cutter. 30 minutes come in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm just another a ro- a client another person, on the roster. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The online trainer is like, knows my needs, my wants, gives me a customized meal plan, a training program. I have an app where I can track every single, where I can measure now so I can manage my results. I'm doing a before and after picture. I'm taking body fat. So I was like, I'm on top of my game. And then I hired a meal, a meal company Shout out to iconmeals.com. Like they're hooking it up for me and I'm eating and I'm paying them as well. So they're not handed, they're not giving me like an affiliate yeah, discount. Giving you feel, hey, yeah. bro, I'll, I'll hook you up. Let's just, I just want to be on top of my game. So yeah. here's a great example. Something that I've been doing for more than 15 years. I could do it on my own, but I'm just at a point right now where I don't want to think about this. Mm-hmm. I want somebody who could just tell me what to do. I'm even giving my trainer like my in-person trainer, the workout that my online coach is giving me. I said, hey, just listen, here's the workout. Here are the sets and reps. Just tell me to follow it and I'll just do it. And I get more in 30 minutes than I would do in two hours. I'm so listening to what you're saying right now. This resonates so much with me. I totally understand this. You know what? I want that online trainer's name because it's not like we don't, especially this area. Of course, we know what to do. But sometimes you get so busy and you have such a limited time, you don't want to think about it. And what happens if you do, you end up becoming a creature of habit and doing the same thing over and over and over again because you don't want to like think about, Mm -hmm. you know, basically creating a bigger program for yourself. Okay, I want that online trainer. Brian DaCosta. Shout out to Brian DaCosta. Brian? Brian DaCosta. Is that a guy or a girl? Guy. Okay. Yeah. I'll so, put that down. I'll hook you up. I don't get any, like, no, there's no I know. I, I, I'm just I, trying to help everybody out because no, we know. all need help. Anybody who says they're self-made is a complete bullshit. No, exactly. Liar. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's so not true. No, I like that. Okay, I'm going to look up to that. Yeah. Look into them. Okay, yeah. go on, though. So, let, now. Yeah. So, let, the, the, the purpose is the value of investing in yourself and joining Mastermind. So, at the end of the day, I'm not saying be foolish with your money. Right. No, uh, I know, but yeah. you're investing in yourself. Right. I want to know what you're getting. Like, give me go through what happens in a mastermind. So yeah, I think the most valuable it's, it's 12 thing. Twelve months, though, right? Yeah, twelve so months. And, and to be quite frank, and I want to speak from an authentic place and transparent place, 
it just I just invested in it about two months ago. So we our first event doesn't happen until November. So is it just events? It's an event, and then there's going to be like online support and that good stuff, right? I'm not investing in the actual events. Just to be very, very clear, I'm investing in the value that I can get. So imagine this: imagine you get you have one mentor, and let's say that mentor makes a hundred million dollars a year. Right. How busy do you think that mentor is? Pretty busy, right? If if like let's just assume, right? Mm-hmm. They're busy. They have other things that's going on. Whatever. Right. Now imagine that one mentor in a room with other mentors who are making equal, if not more, than how much they make. And not just with money, but like their lifestyle, their, their health, mm-hmm. their, their relationship, and all the experience that they've invested in through their time, their energy, their attention, and their money mm-hmm. to get there. Now all in one room. Now I have access. Instead of, you know, I could meet these people one-on-one. But now I have access to all these people. In one spot. In one spot. Boom. Yeah. Talk about a shortcut to success. Right. I just bought time. Yeah. Right there. And now I have access to not just time, their expertise, their network, and their relationship. Which is very valuable. Right. right At the end of the day, like, I think relationship currency or relationship capital is way more valuable than financial. Yeah. You know, because, you, could, you know, they say you net, your, network, your net worth is your network. Yeah. Right? It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Yeah. I'll and so, so, like, I'm like, all right, cool. So, let me, let me go all in and invest in these people and then learn as much as I can so that I can immediately get a better return. So I, I, so I invest in the best to give the best to my clients. That makes that, perfect sense to yeah, me. That makes yeah. perfect sense so, to so me. So that way if somebody says like, well, how do you have access to that person? Well, I, I paid them. So, exa- well, that's exactly. Yeah. So the how about before you did this, you said two months ago, you started this, the, the big one, the 100K yeah. one. Yep. Um, and this other, this other mentor that you don't want to talk about. Yep. What, did, what were some other uh, masterminds that you've done that are yeah, less, so, less expensive for like the common folk out yeah, here. Yeah, I, I think there are some. Again, I don't want to mention any names of masterminds. Uh, just, Why? Of, of certain masterminds because some of them I didn't have the best experience. Some of them I, I, I oh, had an okay. okay experience. So um, I was going to say, name me some good and bad ones. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But I, what I will say is, what makes a really good mastermind versus a bad mastermind, and I know because I'm, I'm running my own mastermind, I'm, I'm getting like market research and feedback mm-hmm. is the level of results, access, and intimacy that you can create there. Mm, okay, that's good to know. So right? that's what people should look for. Right, so what type of results can you actually get okay. or gain from going in there? And most importantly, before you join a mastermind, what do you want to gain from this? Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like your, your RAS, the reticular activation system, right? When you, if you want, let's say, a red Ferrari, then all of a sudden you start seeing red Ferraris everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I do that before I go to an event. What is it that I want? What is the main outcome that I want? And then I became like a, a, like a, a radar or an antenna. Like a laser, right? so yeah. I tracking, like tuning into a radio station, right? There are hundreds of radio stations that are on right now, but which one do you want to tune into? And so I get in and then I listen very intently of who can I add value to? And how can I receive value from this person? Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I go into a mastermind, that's how I prep myself for. And what's crazy, going back to messaging, it's we all haven't about, started yet. It's but... all about the message. Yeah. So when I go in there and I'm doing an intro, I'm very clear with who I am, what I do, how I serve, and how I can help. Right. So you have that message honed. Yeah. So when it's you, like the elevator pitch. No, it's true because right. when you when that time meets opportunity, yep. right? You want to be prepared. You exactly. don't want to be humming. I mean, you don't want to be like, oh, well, I kind of am doing this. I'm not really sure. What can you tell me I should do? Like, you want to be super yep. clear and concise when you have the, the, that moment yep. with whoever you, you have 100%. in front of you. Yeah. And that makes because sense. Because clarity, clarity trumps everything. So, like, when, you ha- when people know what you do, where you stand, 
how you can show up or who you can help. They, mm -hmm. they, people want to generally help. But if, if it's, it's like great. so exactly. vague, I agree. it's like, uh, okay, that's awesome. And they'll save face just to make it look uh, cool. Exactly, but polite. Right. But how many times, I mean, I know with me, people come to me a lot and they're like, well, I'm not really sure what I want to do. I think right. I kind of like this. I think I kind of like fitness. I'm not really, and it's like, it's not, it's not my job to tell you what you should right. be doing. Right. And then why put the work on the other person to figure out your shit? Exactly. Like, come to the table prepared. Right. Yep. You know, and like do some do some kind of, you know, like you said, be concise, be clear. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you really get results. Yep. Though, right. hundred percent. So then how, how are some ways people can master the message? Uh, besides the story proof framework, I think this is a mantra that I tell all my clients. Get paid to practice for being imperfect in public. Get paid. OK. Get so paid to practice for being imperfect in public. So in 2018. I did a 365 video a day challenge. That's a lot of You guys video. do the math on that. Yeah. Thank you, Abe, oh, my man my right there. God. Uh, without him, I, no, it was like burnout. To the, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Maybe do 30 day challenge. <laughs> yeah, I was um, gonna say, let's start, let's start a but, little bit smaller. But when you, when you have to like, it would just to give you some context why I did this. So it would normally take me three hours to shoot a three minute video because I was constantly overthinking everything. I said, um, oh, I didn't like that. I didn't like how I looked. Right. I right? So I was like, all right. Success rewards speed, but more accurately, success rewards um, imperfect action. So like, just you remember how we were talking yeah, about yeah. you need to have more balls and brain, yeah. right? So I'm like, just do I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I am the ballsiest guy in the world and I'll just take action very, very quickly. So, so we just did, you know, I called him literally, I called Abe, my creative director, I called him right before, like 20 minutes right before New Year's hit. And I was like, hey man, I'm gonna do a New Year's challenge, a New Year's goal, a 365 video day challenge. You wanna do it? He's, and he didn't know. He's like, yeah, sure, like, why okay. not? <laughs> and we just started without really knowing how, important lesson, without really knowing how it was gonna turn out. We just did it. And it got so overwhelming that I was waiting for him to throw in the towel. And he was waiting for me to throw in the towel. Wow. But we never did. And I got to a point where I was going through content fatigue. Cause I'm like, there's always so much shit you can say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in a and video. That's like so crazy, I guess. Right. And so I was like, oh man. Ugh. But what I'm grateful for is that it gave me the the courage to realize that most people, like my my most well crafted videos, scripted videos, they perform the worst. I, I was just gonna say that people like when you stumble and yeah. it's like raw. Yeah, because that's how you show up when you're yes. with your best friend. A hundred percent. And also, again, I keep on saying this, but it's relatable. Right. People want it to be relatable. Yeah. And like, if you're perfect and polished, it yeah. doesn't seem. It, it looks like it's like you've been. It's been polished right. and made to look perfect. And people don't like. People don't like relate as well to 100%, that. hundred yeah. percent. And I watch your stuff, and believe me, if that's raw, I, I don't know what to say because you look pretty like. You as maybe in your brain you're right. stumbling, but yeah. you're still like more on point well, than that. the Thank majority you. of the people. Well, you gotta I've understand seen. that you know what is what is the saying? And I, I want to give credit where credit is due. I think it was uh, Oliver Wilde who says, uh, "Oh man, I feel bad if I, Oscar Wilde maybe uh, it takes ten years to build an overnight success." Oh yeah, that's that's a very. I don't know who it is. You know, I, I give credit where credit is due. Somebody you can. I think you can Malcolm talk. Gladwell also maybe, said maybe, that. Right, right. I mean, that's a very, yeah. very like old, but very. But I've been doing it for so long. Thing. Yeah. I've been doing it for so long. Now it's been at the time of this video almost ten years. Otherwise known as unseen hours, right? Like right. Another guy, an NBA skills guy, his name is Drew. 
I can't remember, his last name uh, escapes me, but his whole thing is all the hours that you don't see is what you see, right. was what makes the, the 10 minutes that you see someone per exactly. perfect. And it's the same thing with like, you know, a talk, you see a talk and it's like, wow, it's so flawless. And there's some people who can get by. For me, I got to a point in my, my speaking career where my talent became my crutch. Mm. And so I just got, got by with a standard talk that I normally did. Mm -hmm. There was no challenge. I hit a plateau and I, I just basically stabilized. And so, again, this is another reason why I always invest in myself mm -hmm. because uh, no matter how successful you become with a specific skill set or an area of expertise, there's always more to learn. There's always more to grow. And so I adopt the, the white belt mentality, the student first mentality. It's like, okay, how else can I learn? Who can I learn from? What can I learn? Take the gold, throw out the dirt, right. and be more selective with how, instead of you know, calling them out, I'm just gonna be more conscientious of what I choose to implement in the moment. Absolutely, and before you got here, I bet we were just saying, I've been doing a lot of podcasts today because I'm in New York, mm -hmm. um, and you know, it's been a theme of today, which is exactly that. The people who are the best in their craft and their game, they, everyone has coaches. Yep. They're always trying to up their game. They're always yeah. trying to get better. LeBron James pays $1.5 million a year for a coach. He pays that much? Yeah. If he does it at his level, what the hell is ours? Oh, 100%. And also, by the way, like, so what did... Um, Tiger Woods also paid a ton of money to his yeah. coaches, and the people have multiple coaches. Yeah. That's why your your thing, what you were saying to me, doesn't. It's not crazy, but right. it's a lot of money when you're not Tiger Woods or LeBron. Like right. spending 170 thousand is a shit ton of but money. But to get there, yeah, I like you pay. You, I make you a decision. Start there. Basically. I never make a decision based yeah. on my current circumstances. I always make a decision based on where I see myself going. That's a, that, and that's also a great yeah. one. So, what are the important skills people must have to be successful? First is courage. The courage to fail, the courage to receive feedback, mm -hmm. the courage to take imperfect action, right? People want confidence. No, you don't want confidence. You want the courage to put yourself out there. Second is competence. So as you have the courage and you put yourself out there and maybe you, know, you get in front, on a camera and you get in front of a video or you speak in front of like a networking gathering, mm -hmm. or, it doesn't really matter. You just put yourself out there. Then it's just like repetition. So let's just take the fitness industry for just an example. Let's say somebody wants to get in the best shape of their life. They need to have the courage to commit to a goal. Once they make that decision, okay, I'm gonna go in there. Now they just need to build the competence or the consistency to feel confident in themselves eventually. Well, consistency is different though. Consistency is doing something over and over and over again, right. which I think is a major pillar of success. 100%, 100%. Okay? Competence is having the ability to actually do that. Yeah, and I think, I think you will get the ability by being consistent. Right, so you right. get better and better. Right, right. You, get, right. you get more competent with consistency. And then that's when the confidence right. then comes stems in. from. Right, right. And I think people are just looking to be, well, I just want to be a confident speaker now, or I just want to be a confident fill in the blank now. Right, You won't right. get there. You know, but if you have the courage to put yourself out there, that's why I say get paid to practice for being imperfect in public. Mm -hmm. My clients, when they work with me, they get a thousand, on average, a thousand percent ROI in less than 30 days. Really? The reason why is because the way I structured it is like a coach, like a trainer. I think, what are the worst case scenarios that are going to happen? And I almost assume, like, I know, because I've been doing it for so long, 95% of them are going to get out of, like, in their way because of the mindset blocks. Because there's constantly focus on the how. Well, how am I supposed to do this? Well, I don't have my website ready. Well, I don't have my presentation done. And I don't know, and I'm like, that doesn't matter. What you're just do what I tell you to do, mm -hmm. get it done, and you're gonna learn along the way. Mm -hmm. So it's not about receiving all the information. Once they consume all that information, then they can implement. Yeah, of course. It's about get the information, take what you need, then implement. 
get some feedback because nothing will train you or empower you than experience. Yeah. And that's what builds exactly. your expertise over time. Right. So, yeah. so I think like people understand this, but it's like they're doing the right things, but in the wrong order. Like having the right numbers to a locker combination, but in the wrong right. order. Or they're just like, it's like information overload. Like yeah, obesity. Yeah, no, it's so, <laughs> right, it takes right. so much information. It's like right. everyone at this point knows that, you know, what to eat, what not, that right. French fries are bad for you, but they still eat them. Yep. You know, people know that you have to exercise or walk at least 10,000 So cra- crazy story steps. on that. I have yeah. to say this because I, have, I met one of my friends who I haven't seen in years. And, you know, he let himself go. And he, he knows it. Like, he was just telling yeah. me, he's like, man, like, I don't know how you're, you're still together, bro. I just let myself, I'm busy with stress and all that kind of stuff. And the business is growing. And uh, I was like, bro, you should hire, like, a trainer. He's like, yeah, would you recommend? I was like, yeah, but he's $10,000 a month. And it's not, he's not really $10,000 no, a I, month. No, I, I get what you're he's like, He's like, what? I was like, yeah. He's, for you, he's $10,000 a month. He's like, what do you mean? Like, why can't I get a discount? I was like, because you're not going to pay attention to it. That's so good, yeah. So, so I connected him to a trainer. I don't know if he if he paid him $10,000 a month, but what I told the trainer personally, I was like, dude, make sure you double what you're charging mm-hmm. him because he's someone who has to pay, like take this seriously. Yeah. And because he's a businessman, he doesn't want to lose his money. Yeah, 100%. By right. the way, there's an app I think that does that too. Basically, you pay the app once you, like they take their money, your credit, if you're not basically hitting your benchmarks or your goals. Oh, I love it's that. It's brilliant though. It's genius. I, yeah. I think because people do need to have that yeah. pain taken 100%. away. A lot of people do. I mean, that's that's kind of part of what you think though too, yeah. Like, which is like you pay, it's more valuable when you pay for You something. just prioritize it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do. Like, I, I just prioritize, for me personally, I'm not suggesting that's what everybody should do. I prior, that's, if yeah. you know, if you remember my story in the very beginning, when yeah. I first started and I had nothing, I had $50,000 of debt, no job, no degree, 47 bucks in my bank account. And I found out the two programs that I had were, that I wanted to be yeah, in, $9,000. What was my mindset? Oh, I don't have the money? How can I get that money? Right, how? So I basically help coaches, consultants, knowledge-based service providers, people who are like actual experts in what they do, mm-hmm. build a seven-figure online business and double their revenue with speaking. How is by a hybrid model, and the OPM method. So I'll talk about the hybrid model in just a second, but the OPM method is something that anybody can apply right now. So I'm just gonna give you the goods and make sure you just implement. So OPM in entrepreneurship speak is what? Other people's money. Oh, other people's money, right? okay, I wasn't sure so, where you were going with that. So OPM is, is based on the fundamental question, how can I ethically earn other people's money in exchange for the value and the results that I deliver in a short time, right? Mm-hmm. So. The goal is, so if you look at a formula here, I might call it the OPM formula, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you have O plus P plus M, three equals OPM, other people's money. The first O is offer, okay? What is it that you're offering that's of value? Now, ideally, you wanna have something of high value mm-hmm. to your audience, right? If you don't have a huge following just yet, don't create a course, don't shoot a crazy podcast, don't do, write a book just yet, right? Focus on a small group of people mm-hmm and build your expertise and add immense value to them, right? High value. Then you have your presentation, P. Your presentation is a high converting presentation. I can share this presentation on a podcast. I can share this presentation on a call. I can share this presentation on a video. I can share this presentation on stage. The same presentation, if I, like I got paid over a million dollars for one presentation in my career. And that's because it was one presentation that I kept tweaking for almost 10 years, a decade. Right, so I just did over and over and over again. That became my high converting presentation. Right. Everybody can do that. You made a million dollars off of that presentation? Of the pre- yeah, because I only had one talk. That's amazing. That's it. I didn't yeah. have, 
you know, 15 speeches, and right. uh, I just took my core story. It became real. You honed one thing. Yeah, it's and a million made it dollar really presentation. Good. Right, exactly. And that's what we talk about a lot. It's yep. like doing one thing really, really yes. well. And just going all in. Yeah. And you get feedback from a live audience, right? Yeah. And then the M, I say M3, because M3 is your magnetic marketing message. You can be the best coach, the best speaker, the best trainer, the best expert, but if you don't know how to market yourself, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Right. So there's a difference between your message and your presentation. Right. If you're telling. Them. Right. So your your message is being very very specific. So let's say for example, if you have a personal brand, and I, as I said, you have there's m many different types of messages, but let's just keep it simple. Yours your mission driven message, your brand identity, and then you have your marketing driven message, your expertise, your niche, who you serve. Right. When you're doing the OPM method, you're focusing on your niche. Who am I speaking to directly? Use a story proof framework. Who's a person? What is a problem? What right. they're going through? What's oh, the perspective? Oh, you were saying this earlier, right? Yep. Right, and then right. what's the process and the, and the promise, right? I do this in every single video. If I was on CNN right now or Fox and I had one minute to do something, I'll just take the story proof framework. Who am I, who am I speaking to? Who am I targeting? Okay, cool. And now, now I can have a very pithy message mm -hmm. and I just share it right there. So the OPM method is basically, if you look at everybody's business model who is an expert or mm -hmm. shares a story, they have some form of this, whether it's a coaching program, whether it's a service-based business, right. some form, something of an offer that's of high value, a presentation that converts them, and then a message that attracts them. Right, so you take on these people and yep. make them, so how much do you cost? Oh, <laughs> I'm a minimum of 20K. Minimum. Minimum of 20K. So, which yeah. means what? Let's say I hired you to do, like, how long, do, what do I get for 20K? So, I, I have two core programs right now. One I have is a 90 day hybrid business accelerator. Okay. That's a 20K investment. You'll that have was access. your hybrid thing that you were saying. Yeah. Okay. So, the, the hybrid, in, in a nutshell, is taking the best of the online and offline worlds. Okay. Right. So, so if you hire any other guru right. out there, let's just say, right. they're just going to show you one way of doing things. Another reason why I invest in mentors and masterminds is because I want to see what they're doing to create the best results, not only for me, but for, for everybody clients, else, so, so I can give it to my clients. Right, so you're 20, and when do you, do you get, how many phone calls? Is like yeah, so it's one call per week, you'll have access to my team, we give you one-on-one -on -one support. The main goal really is for you to double your return on investment within 30 days. Okay, what's the other program? So the, it's Powerhouse Mastermind. So the Powerhouse Mastermind, I'm just launching it this year, I'm actually moving, at the time of this recording, I'm moving into a, a mansion, which is ish. gonna be the, yeah, mansion-ish too, is, which is like, uh, for me, my mission-driven message is to build a family that I never had growing up and to build a home that feels like home for my team, for my, my friends, uh, for my clients. And so I want to create a transformational culture, not a transactional one, right? So in, in order for me to do that, I need to maintain integrity and quality. So less is more for me. So I focus on how can I increase as much value for a small group of people that I can envision having a barbecue with or having a movie night with. So the way that I want to run my business is like, can I see them coming into my home where we could actually have a nice dinner together or they, you know, hang out with my kids or my wife as an example, mm -hmm. right? Um, so the price point, I share that because the price point is a qualifier for me. Right. And so I make it like, if you look, if you go to colleges, right? And like people, Harvard, I think it's like Harvard, right. it's like whatever. They do an application process. So I'm very selective. Can I take on more people? Can I help a lot of people? Absolutely, but I don't want to. I want to I wanna support a few key people where I can actually help them expand their income, influence, and, and impact. But you haven't launched this one, you said. Nope, so it's actually launching October uh, 2000. Yep, oh. yep. 
Yeah, so we're. So maybe by the time this is even out, you may have had. Probably out. Just just go to yahibacar.com and check out my programs right there. And and how yeah. much is that program? One hundred and twenty k. One hundred and twenty thousand. Yep. Yeah, for you, the year. Where, where did you get that number from? So it's ten k per month. So eighty k oh, so if you pay in full. Yep, it's too. a twelve month a twelve month program. And again, it's not for everybody. You know, I always tell like when people get on a call with either me or one of my team members, they're like, "Yo, that's a lot. Of, that's very expensive." If you think of if you think of. Um, Ferrari and a Toyota, mm -hmm. right? Not not to throw shade on anybody's driving a Toyota. I currently drive a Toyota, but we're upgrading soon, right? So, <laughs> uh, so, um, but if you think about it, at the end of the day, they're both cars. Right, right, right. I, I get, I get what it's you're saying. It's a value, right? So it, again, when you think of the marketplace, you want to create value for people, right? Your clients are getting value. What is the value that they're going to get from being whether they're working with a mentor or they're working within a mastermind? The value is not necessarily the time that they're getting. Even though they, you can give them the time, the values and the results and the relationships that they create. I get you. Yeah. So how many people did you say you were going to bring into that program? Ten. Ten, pro Ten people. people. Yep. All right. And Keep it small, intimate, and build a family-like culture from there. And that sounds that sounds expensive, but good because you're well, good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not like it's not even about me, and I appreciate that. But it's like. I'm thinking as a visionary, I'm thinking about the culture that I want to create. No, I understand totally. And, and, so, you know, like, yeah. and, and because of this conversation, I understand because time is valuable. Yeah. Money equals t you can't get you can't get uh, time back, but you can right. get money back. Yeah. And you're also qualifying people. Yep. It's a qualifier. Yeah. I understand. It's totally. like it's uh, there's a I, I want to give credit where credit is due. But I've, I heard someone say this one time. I don't remember who it was, but he says, yeah, you got to do whatever you can to protect your team. I'm like, what do you mean by that? He's like, protect your time, your energy, your attention, and your money. Mm. In that specific order. Yeah, that's a good one too. Right, so I'm like, okay, awesome. So the, the hybrid model, what I like about the hybrid model is, you remember when I talked about the flower and the bee? Yeah, so so, I love that analogy yeah, actually. It, so the flower, all it has to do is produce value, mm -hmm. right? You can, you can become the flower either by implementing the OPM method, right? Creating something of high mm -hmm. value that attracts the right type of people, the right bees into your world. Or you build a celebrity-like personal brand. Mm -hmm. You know, Oprah is a flower. Tony Robbins is a flower. Mm -hmm. You know, all these big, big name. Ellen is a flower. Are you trying to be? A, are you trying to be a flower then? Like, Eventually, with, like yeah, an so Oprah, not an Oprah, but like a Tony Robbins. Is yeah, I, really? I plan on getting to showbiz probably in the next three, four years. Like showbiz, or yeah. more of a, or like having a my personality. Own show. Okay, having my own so you're show. putting it out there right now. It's like, yeah. what, what is that thing that you? said? I got approached by three executive producers, and I said no. Really? It wasn't the right time. Yeah. Well, you got a good person. I'm, I'm telling you, you got like a you're like a shining light. I appreciate you that. You do have like Thank an you. X qua an X factor about your personality. It's not the tattoo. It could be the tattoo. <laughs> I don't know. It could be the laugh. My I'm God. Yeah, it could be the laugh. How old are you anyway? Thirty one. Thirty one. At the time of this. Recording. And you're like a baby too. Yeah. Well, and you've you. done a lot, and you've like, and you have you have you're very wise. I feel for Thank your you. age. I appreciate. It. I give credit. Uh, I give credit to my upbringing. Because it wasn't the easiest upbringing, so I had to learn and grow up very early on, you know. So right, so yeah, very grateful. That for struggle everything. kind of worked into your advantage later on. In I life. made sure it turned into my advantage. Yeah, yeah, you I, did. I didn't want to like let it define me. So you definitely. I, I don't even know what happened to you, but long story short, just to keep it simple, um, I was born in Saudi Arabia, Mecca, Saudi Arabia, uh, on April fifteenth, nineteen eighty-eight, and then my. My father and my birth mother, they split up. I grew up not knowing who my birth mother was. My dad got remarried, and the woman that he married became my stepmom. She was a U.S. citizen, okay. and so, but she was, um, but she was uh, born, she was a U.S. citizen, but she, her nationality is Iraqi. Mm. So she said, I'll take care of your son as if he's my own. 
So I came to the United States when I was five years old. I grew up in Patterson, New Jersey. And um, I it was kind of like I wasn't adopted, but it kind of felt like I was because my dad wasn't really in the picture throughout my childhood. Right. And so I grew up always wanting the, the love of my father, but uh, I, confused, I confused acceptance for love. Mm. At that time, like that, so you did validation. Yeah, validation, and I wanted to impress. I wanted him to be proud, which is why mm -hmm. I, I I fell into the peer pressure of him wanting me to become a doctor, right? And mm. so, so we've had a tur turbulent relationship. Uh, when I was 25 years old, I wanted to go find my birth mother because I was wondering where she was, and I, there was always like that piece of, in my mind. I was like, uh, uh, like maybe if I find her, everything would work out. And so I wrote a letter. It went viral. Um, I uh, basically reunited with her a month later after I wrote that letter in Thailand, in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, wow. And there was like a whole show on that. And that was what, what? my TED Talk was about. Oh, right. That's what yeah. you were saying about the destiny. Uh, yeah, Secret of Destiny. And, um, and that yeah. happened. And it was amazing when it happened. Then a, a few months afterwards, uh, my, mom and, my mom and I, we just fell apart. There was like a lot of, a lot of toxic behaviors and manipulative behaviors that occurred. She ended, up, she ended up hurting me really bad. And so I went through about two, three years of therapy afterwards. And my father disowned me because I wasn't religious enough for him. Oh, wow. And so there was a lot of stuff that happened within that year of 2013 to 2014. And at that time, I, I married my high school sweetheart on our 10-year anniversary. And so um, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I need to break the cycle. I'm going to change the direction of my family tree. And the buck stops with me. Right, so I invested whatever I could into therapy, into healers, into like, I just did the most woo-woo stuff out there just to make sure that I got into a place where I did not carry the same type of wound to my kids, right? And so my whole thing, everything that I'm driven by, like I talk a lot about business, but to me, like, I'm not a, I'm not a businessman with a family. I'm a family man that will have businesses. Right, family first. That's why family, family first. Family first everything for me. So that's, what, so that's, that's, that's interesting because the way that you distinguished yourself at the beginning of this podcast or in general, even yeah. on your social media stuff, yeah. you always put family first because everything, that's what you yeah. want to be known for before yeah. anything else. And that's what I want to show up for. I want to be known for that from, from my family. Mm -hmm. Right, like I want my wife to, to know that it's not just a saying mm -hmm. that I share on social media so that I could look good and it's a positioning play. It's because right? it's, it's because I want to show up mm -hmm. that way. Like like my best friends here and who are in my team, they were with me from the beginning. My wife, she was with me when I had nothing. More importantly, when I felt like I was nothing, mm -hmm. she made me feel like I was everything, and they did too. And so that's why I understand, like within my team and the, the family that I want to build, and even the business, the, the culture that I want to build, you can't buy loyalty. Right? But you can always improve skill set and expertise. And so for me, as a visionary, as a leader of what I'm doing, not just for my company, my businesses, but also for my legacy, I envision like, I'm, I might get emotional here. I envision you know, having this beautiful mansion, not because I want to show off to everybody. I want to make my family, my friends say like, this is our home. That's so sweet. Yeah. And so that's what drives me. That's a beautiful, I, there's nothing else to say. I think that's a great way to end this podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, Bakar. You're, you're something special. Thank you. Um, I guess people, if you want to follow more about you, now I'm going to be crying. Why don't you tell people where to find you, please? Uh, you can find me crying at uh, yayabakar.com near you. No, just kidding. Um, I'm, I'm mainly on, on Instagram. My name is complicated to spell, so it's Y-A-H-Y-A-B-A-K-K-A-R. 
and yayabakar.com on Facebook is yayabakar. Uh, and for those of you who are interested in learning more about the speaking, how you can implement this, I created a, a five-step blueprint to help you become a world-class speaker. If you go to worldclassspeaker.com forward slash blueprint, it talks about the five steps. So I've had people literally get paid to speak and share their message and do TED Talks just from that free PDF. And so all the value is right there for you. Now it's up to you to implement. Thank you so much. Thank you've you for been having me. This a is pleasure. Great. No, you've been amazing. No, Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Habits and hustle. Time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind. Don't stop. Keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out. Hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries. Tune in. You can get to know them. Be inspired. This is your moment. Excuses. We ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle podcast. Powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.